This is an AMI podcast. Because of my upbringing, it's almost as if I have a shock collar wrapped around my central nervous system. When I perceive that something is askew, that someone's external behavior is out of sync with what's going on in their heart and mind, my body experiences what I can best describe as a gradual rise in electric current. Welcome to AMI Audiobook Review on AMI Audio. I'm Ramia Amudin, the host of the show, here with Nasreen Abdel Majid, the audio technical producer. And here in this space, we talk all things audiobooks. We don't really leave anything off the table. And we start off with our quote of the week, of course. What you heard is from mm, this audiobook that's trending all over the place called Will. It's by Will Smith. And I couldn't resist myself, Nizreen. Last time we uh, spoke, yeah, I know. You brought it up. You said, this is trending, Rummy. And that to me was like, (laughs) aka, go read it right now. And I did. I'm like halfway through the book. It's uh, 17 hours if you don't speed it up. And it's so, so good. This is one of the parts I bookmarked. You know, Nizreen, I don't really bookmark things in audiobooks. I don't really go back and like re-listen to uh parts or say like, hey, that was inspirational. I'm going to have to like keep a note on that one. But with this one, I have like seven bookmarks so far. Uh, So this was one of those spots where I thought, wow, profound will, as well as just like very, very personal, very deep. He has a seriously empathetic way of reading, speaking, Mm -hmm. even performing. But you know, when he talks, you just kind of like melt into his persona and who he is. And I think that that really, really comes out. You haven't heard it yet, right? Yes, I haven't heard it yet, um, but I I will get to it. You're just very fast at getting ahead. (laughs) I can't catch up with you, Remya, but I'm not surprised of what you're saying. I really, truly believe he will let you sink into his words i'm i'm not exaggerating when i say this but when i hear him speak like in any any lecture he gives any lecture he gives on instagram or whatever i listen i don't i don't just listen no i listen listen and i Mm. feel his words and it sounds so cheesy but it's so true like he has a way of talking that i need to learn from yeah He's extremely charismatic. He Mm. is so good at punctuating every word, every syllable, every um, phrase that comes out of his mouth. And of course, it's already written on paper. But, you know, the way he reads it uh, with his style, his uh, like just Mm -hmm. his use of language is so, so powerful in this book. It's different. It is. It is. And not to mention, there's a lot of color to the book, too. You have so much to look forward to, girl. Trust me. Like, there's um, music and there's voices and there's persona. Uh, There's, like, him rapping. There's all these different parts of it that you're going to say, that's the Will Smith that I know through Fresh Prince. Yeah, exactly. It's really, really um, awesome. But it's not just fun. It's very, very deep. So I'm very excited for you to check it out and for anybody else who's interested and who loves Will Smith because... Join the bandwagon. (laughs) Let's have a look at the SELA homepage, starting with the uh, three featured titles at the very top. You can find this at selalibrary.ca, C-E-L-A library.ca. The first book is Red X, a novel by David Dumchuk. This is uh, a host and, uh, sorry, a ghost and horror stories uh, book. 
The second one is The Audacity by Catherine Ryan. And this is a humor, a little bit of a memoir also. Amir Khan, our friend on the show, he already checked out this book and he said it was excellent. He loved it. The third one on the featured list from Sila is The Dark Remains by Ian Rankin and William McGilvani. Uh, this is mysteries and crime stories. I'm curious if our guest for today would be interested in this type of book because she's a big fan of mysteries as well. But before we get to all that for the rest of the show, Nizreen, you have what's trending this week. Yes, I do. So I'm here to treat your ears to this week's hottest book releases listed on audiobooks.com. We start off with The Mercy by David Baldacci, The Wolf, J.R. Ward, uh, Guild Boss by Jane Castle, The Every by Dave Eggers, and last but not least, Believe Me by Tahiri Mafi. There's so many more, but we're not going to get into all of that. There's just too many good books out there this week. So I'm just starting to learn my relationship with audiobooks, Ramiya. Like I'm just getting to know what I'm feeling with audiobooks Mm -hmm. just recently, right? And I realized I'd love to get into more of self-healing books, if you know what I mean. I want to share two books. I can't wait to get to them. Like there's, I, I need to create a list of how many books that I'm really excited to read. Uh, to it's going to get longer to. and longer. I know. And I'm just learning that. But the the first one, Giving AF by Mark Manson. I'm sure a lot of you have heard that book before. Oh yeah. Uh, I've, I've heard it's pretty amazing. Um, the second book is Reclaiming Your Heart by Yasmin Mogahad. And uh, it's it's just amazing. These picks were recommendations, but I really love the self-healing books. It just makes you think. It makes you reflect. It just gives you a different perspective of your life, and it's something to relate to. And that's why I mention Will Smith's memoir again, because it's one of those books that we all have struggles. We all have some kind of history that we have gone through that you need to reflect on any problem in your life, literally any problem. The subtle art of not giving AF gives you that perspective of different scenarios you've gone through and how to love yourself and how to heal and how to Mm -hmm. just reflect on the challenges you're going through at the moment. And it just gives you a really good perspective in your life. And I feel like that's what every single person needs. I'm just saying, like these recommendations, I really love it. I went on Instagram and wrote a poll question. And I'm like, give me some book recommendations. And I'm telling you, there were so many recommendations and 90% of them were self-healing books. So Mm -hmm. I really Mm -hmm. like to kind of shift to that uh book genre more than any fantasy book or mysterious book or anything like that which i would also like to get to them but self-healing books are my genre at the moment so i'm gonna start focusing on that so i'm really excited I'm glad. I mean, this journey started um, right at the start of the show, really, the inception of audiobook review. And we were talking about, you know, where you want to start and what you're interested in listening to and what your impressions of audiobooks are to begin with. But yeah, there's in fiction, you get to hear 
people's stories, even in nonfiction, in memoir, you get to hear other stories and you kind of get to embrace them, dig a little deeper into their past, their future, their values, whatever it may be. But when you're talking about healing and self-help and that kind of stuff, it's mm-hmm. like someone's talking to you through right. audio, right? If it's done well, if it's narrated well, um, yeah, you're you're paying attention to yourself through this person speaking directly to you. So absolutely, I encourage it. And like you said, these two books that you highlighted, uh, trending hugely so and trending upward. So looking forward to what your uh, thoughts are on those. AMI Audiobook Review. I'm Ramia Amadhan, and we want to find out what's going on with one of our favorites, maybe not yours, but it's up there, <laughs> Celebrity Book Clubs uh, to Ever Exist, period. The Oprah Book Club, of course. And Oprah is announcing uh, Bewilderment by Richard Powers as the latest selection for Oprah's book club. So this is, of course, a huge noteworthy book club out there, one of many, which is awesome to say that, by the way, that there's so many book clubs out there now, some of them very, very exclusive, like the Reese's Book Club uh, by Reese Witherspoons. But others like Oprah, you know, it's pretty widespread and you can go and catch the book however you want on your favorite platform. So let's talk a little bit about uh, Bewilderment. It's the 13th novel by the Pulitzer Prize winner, um, the author Richard Powers. And I'll tell you a little bit about the book. Bewilderment follows the story of astrobiologist Theo Byrne, who searches for life throughout the cosmos while single-handedly raising his unusual nine-year-old, Robin, following the death of his wife. This intimate and timely novel allows readers an opportunity to reflect on all that's currently happening throughout our beautiful, imperiled planet Earth and in our own lives. So Oprah calls Richard Powers one of our country's greatest living writers and credits him for writing, quote, some of the most beautiful sentences I've ever read. So Nizreen, coming to you with the first question, would you take recommendations or do you take recommendations from celebrities a.k.a. Oprah. You know why? I feel like it would be a crime not to. Um, I haven't yet, but I, I feel like it would be a crime not to listen to Oprah and not to, not to <laughs> okay, go for okay. it. Okay. I don't okay, know about yeah, you're you. You're scared into like it. <laughs> I'm scared. That's, that's the thing. I, I feel like any other celebrity, it's like whatever, but Oprah is big listen in to that platform. Oprah. So. Yes. Listen to Oprah. That's listen to Oprah, <laughs> exactly. people. Listen to what Oprah's listening to. Okay, mm-hmm. so Siobhan, coming to you now, would you take recommendations or do you take recommendations from celebrities, celebrity readers, uh, a.k.a. Oprah? Nope. Nope, I don't. Okay. I just, no, straight nice up. and simple. Straight up, no. <laughs> yep. Nope. No, no hesitation. I just, I just, it has to appeal to me Oh, it ha- I don't know. I just, okay, I guess I could be really blunt. How do these people get chosen? Does she read the book? Does she have people read the book for her and let hmm. her know? Do they Good come point. and say, please recommend my book? How do we know that she's read the book? She may say she has read it and that, that may be true, but what, what characteristics, what criteria hmm. does she use to pick these books? Mm-hmm. And it could easily point. have been a recommendation from any of us, right? Like, it, that's a really good point. So obviously, Siobhan is not scared of Antiope. 
Yeah. That's no. So there's <laughs> there's a difference no. between her and I. So there you go. Yeah. Nazreen, but you know, I, I saw the rebel in you come out a little bit though, agreeing with Siobhan. So we'll see. We'll see what happens with <laughs> bewilderment. So. She made me feel comfortable. That's why. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. So as you can hear, our guest for today's audiobook talk is Siobhan Emil. And uh, we're opening up the space with Chevy to review and discuss and recommend and browse and conceptualize and reminisce on audiobooks. And of course, we love to get to recommendations right at the end. We squeeze those in. So Chevy, before we get to uh, your recommendations and some other conversations, I want to put you through the AR the audiobook review listening scale, which is newly developed. Uh-oh. So, you know, we're Uh-oh. still going through the proud phases. I know, I know. <laughs> but it's it's not super painless. I mean, painful. Uh, so- <laughs> <laughs> it's not super painless? <laughs> no, that was obviously a slip of the tongue. So <laughs> this is a two-part exercise. We're going to start with the even numbers from zero to ten, zero being anti-audiobookers, and those people are not really allowed on the show. So two, you're tempted, but there's definitely an appeal to listening to an audiobook, but I'm terrified. Four, a lazy listener. I could really listen more, but I'm too preoccupied on Netflix. Six, pile them up. Toss me the recommendations and I will listen. Eight, can't hear, I'm listening. No matter what I'm doing or where I'm going, the earbuds are in and an audiobook is on. Or ten, beyond help and broke. It's too late to turn back now. I eat, sleep, and breathe audiobooks and I'm not at all upset about it. Do you know where you fall on this scale? Oh my gosh. I have no idea because it depends on the day. So... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> spoken if like netflix a true audiobook has, listener if netflix has something that really gets me then i'm like uh yeah i'd rather be watching netflix and then if i find a book that absolutely has is you know taken over my my listening um life then yeah like mm-hmm. netflix be darned no i'm gonna read i'm gonna listen to the book so honestly ramia it depends on the day or the week or what's happening in netflix and in my audiobook world Okay, but it does seem like you're really tug of warring with the Netflix versus uh, um, audiobook listening. So I'd say you're about a four, five, six, you know, somewhere in that realm. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah. All right. So then moving on to the odd numbers, then, and this is to narrow down your listening habits, okay? It's the pickiness listening scale from one to nine. Which of the following describes you? One, the sleeper. I really want to listen, but I fall asleep doing it. Three, the self-helper. I listen to audiobooks exclusively for self-help reasons. Five, the verifier. If it's hot on the market, I'll probably listen. Seven, speed racing. 1.5x plus is the only way to take audiobooks in. Or nine, the humanitarian. Human narrated books only, please. Oh my gosh, I must be one of your most difficult guests because <laughs> I, I fit I fit through all of those. <laughs> so uh, again, it depends on the book. It it really does. So um some days I'm a seven, some days I'm a one. You know, it wow, it, honestly, sleeping through. I, okay. Yeah, I am the I am probably the pickiest reader you will ever have on your show. So interesting. Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. we're gonna have to get into that. But so going to nine, then human narrated. I know from having many audiobook conversations with you, you are cool with listening to synth audio. 
Oh yeah. Or is, is oh, yeah. that too much of an overstatement? Uh, I no, no, you're right. I, uh, I, I actually am okay. It depends on the voice though. So I've heard some, some voices I, I, you know, that I can't tolerate. And then I've heard voices that are just fine. And so hmm. most of my reading is actually done through synthesized voices. Okay. Yeah. That's because in some situations you can have it read to you or you can read it on your, on your Braille display yourself. So I like that choice. So yeah. I'm, and, and some readers, some voices, you know, some human readers, um, human voices uh, can be a little bit frustrating to me. You know, if there are pauses between phrases that are too long, if they do the voices of the people, and I don't think the voices match the characteristics of the people in the book, then I, I find that irritating. So yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, I like the synthesized voice. So, okay. And then going back to what you said about Braille reading, um, it kind of reminds me of that WhisperSync thing, which I don't know, by the way, somebody tell me if that still exists. But WhisperSync was this feature that uh, Audible slash Amazon Kindle came up with. And it was kind of a hybrid between reading and listening, right? So you can, if you're in the mood uh, go and listening. To, go and listen to the audiobook. But if you were actually in a reading mode, then you could just flip over, start where you left off in the audiobook, and just go and you know visually read the ebook version of it that went simultaneously together or seamlessly together. So you're saying that sometimes you feel like reading the braille, and other times you can uh, listen to the audiobook. Did you kind of do it whisper sync style, or it, it like total books would be read in braille or listened out loud? I would say that for the most part, I listen to the book, but say, for example, they're talking about a name I've never heard before, or say they use a name like Catherine that could be spelled in so many different ways, True. you know, with a K, with a C, with a K-A, you know, with a C-E-R-I-N-E or an R-I-N. I'm, I'm thinking, I want to know how that's spelled. I want to know, um, you know, what that name looks like in print. It, or in Braille. So I will stop the, the playing of the book and I will go and look around on the screen and find out how certain words, certain names are spelled. Sometimes uh, uh, they'll pronounce something and you'll think, what, what was that? What did they say? What, what are they trying to say? What word is that? And because, you know, sometimes the voices don't get the words totally correct. So then I will stop playing and I will go and find what they're trying to say or say they're using a name that could be male or female but they don't indicate if it's male or female like a like mm -hmm. Tony or uh, I don't know a Robin or Lynn or something like that and you think well was that a do they mean a female Tony or a male Tony or a female Robin or a, depending on the spelling so I will go and look at that and see if I can figure out what they're trying to say by looking at the spelling of the name just things like that yeah. And also for recipe books, you know, it's great to have it in Braille it was, or it's great to have it where you can go line by line to to do a recipe. So that that's why I like having the choice. Have you ever uh, listened to a recipe book in audio? Uh, yeah, I have. <laughs> now yeah. did that work out? <laughs> <laughs> Let's just say I didn't. I didn't quite enjoy it the same, but. You know, I'm a little bit older than the two of you. And so in the old days, that was the only way, um, unless you got a Braille version of the book, that you True, could get yeah. some recipe books, right? And some Braille 
books are eight or nine or 10 volumes in, you know, that, that make up a print version of a book. So sometimes you think, no, no, I, I don't want 10 volumes being delivered to my house of a recipe book. I just want the tapes, <laughs> you know, but to try to find, oh, it, it was, try to find the recipe you're looking for, try to find what you need to know on tape and you keep rewinding it. But how many cups of that was that? How many, you know, how many teaspoons? Yeah. And you can't like skip pack, uh, you know, the way we have so much option now to be able to skip back, you know, 30 seconds, 15 seconds, 10 seconds by chapter, by line. Uh Oh, there's no such thing if you're just listening to the whole things, even (laughs) songs. If you miss the song, that's too late. Yeah, you missed your favorite part. You have to re-listen to the whole thing. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. You You guys. Yeah, yeah. And, And then. Braille can get, you know, you're borrowing a book from, say, the library. You think, I got to be careful. My hands have to be really clean. Somebody else is going to want to read this book. I got to be careful. Or oh my God, you know, a yeah. Braille book takes up room. You put it on the counter. You got to move stuff out of the way. <laughs> you know, make sure that it fits. Um, it's just, you know, it's, 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 uh, it's a different world now. And it's great. Yeah, no, that's totally, oh, my gosh. You, you bring it back for real. We're blessed. We're, we're we really- are. We should be grateful to be in this generation and have yeah. all these updates and features and all these options. And, and you know what, guys? I have written out in Braille so many recipes because I have to return the book, right? So, oh, I like this one. Oh, I like this. One. I've spent hours in the, in, writing in the old days writing recipes out so I could return the book. So, because yeah. you couldn't buy oh. at the time Braille books like that. So you had to... You had to say, I really want this recipe. How am I going to get it? You either speak it into a recording device or you sit there and write it out so that Mm -hmm. the book can be returned back to the library. And it's such a huge point about getting your fingerprints on on recipe copies. Like, you know, like now we just scroll on our iPad or or ask one of our favorite AIs to tell us what the next ingredient is. But before then, (laughs) how many times you got to wash your hand before you can get through a whole recipe? Right. Yep. 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 And, and of course you, you, you know, somebody might be waiting for the book. So you want to make sure that you get all the recipes out of it that you can, or they only have one copy and you, you know, it, it, yeah, it's a totally different world now. It's, it's amazing. It absolutely is. Wow. You have really um, enlightened us with this recipe talk. I mean, we talk a lot of food all over the network, obviously, but um, (laughs) this is just um, a fantastic, you know, twist on food, like recipe books. So Chevy, before we go, uh, because believe it or not, we're almost at the end of our chat. Talk about what you're reading right now, because the title in itself is super intriguing. The Making of a Rogue Ballerina by Georgina Pascoguin. So this book is a autobiography um, about a ballerina who dances with the New York City Ballet. She has experienced abuse with what they call a ballet master. Um, uh, he runs the company, basically, of New York City Ballet. New York City Ballet is made up, about, made up of, of about 97 dancers. And she is a biracial woman, and she was typecast. Uh, She wasn't allowed to do certain roles because of the color of her skin. Um, She was um, experiencing 
not necessarily physical abuse from him, but more of a mental, emotional abuse. And it just opened up my eyes even more because I, I read, I do, I have read and, and do read a lot of books about the about ballerinas and ballet. But what it's really like to dance in a company that you're not totally supported, because these these dancers are athletes. They really, really, really put their bodies through things that I wouldn't want to put my body through. And the abuse that they go through, you know, you've done something to your body. Oh, no, too bad. You have to dance tonight. We have nobody to fill in for mm-hmm. you. Um, and also is- the whole body image stuff, you know, with her being biracial and watching your weight. And it, it was a really, really interesting book. It was it was yeah. fantastic. There's some salty language in it, but she really lets you know what it's like to be a professional dancer in a in a company that as big as New York City Ballet. Mm-hmm. And uh, when I hear of anything like that, you know, someone coming with truth be told uh, type of style in a book, I always think it's very, very fascinating. Chevy, thank you so much for the recommendation, the conversations and the truth about whether or not you'd take recommendations from celebrities. <laughs> Hope to talk to you <laughs> soon about more things audiobooks. This was an AMI podcast. For more accessible media, visit AMI.ca. Join us weekly for The Pulse with host Joita Gupta, who brings us closer to issues impacting the disability community across Canada. Watch The Pulse on YouTube or listen wherever you download your AMI podcasts.